The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome moms and everybody else who is listening today. Hamsters, what are, what are the other lizards? I'm trying to think of things other than dogs because I always say dogs to all the extras, right, Jim? Goats. <laughs> That one got me, Jim. Goats. Welcome to all the goats as well. Um, I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we encourage moms. We focus on your amazing value as a mother in this world, because I believe, you know, every mom is important in her role. All right. Here's another thing I believe, that uh, every mom, every person who's listening today has been through pain. What about you? Are you struggling with some kind of pain today? If you're dealing with pain, today's guest might just offer the help you need. Dr. Michelle Bankson, I always mess up that name, Bankson, uses her experience with chronic pain to offer a new perspective on all types of hurts, emotional, relational, physical, and spiritual. We're going to talk about that and how to help you with hope and a little recap of our amazing Accelerate event at Bandamere. Stay tuned. It's all coming up. Are you a mom feeling overwhelmed? Let me tell you about a homeschooling mom from Montana. Tessa felt paralyzed until she discovered a drink called Happy Juice, a combination of three products, one for gut brain health, one for metabolism and mood, and a final powerhouse ingredient to increase productivity. With Happy Juice, Tessa's life went from paralysis to productive. Clinical studies report a 50% decrease in depression with Happy Juice. Learn more by texting HAPPY to 720-784-LOVE. That's 720-784-LOVE. The abortion rate continues to increase in Colorado, but there is still hope. For 40 years, the compassionate care team at Alternatives Pregnancy Center has come alongside teens and adults who feel like abortion is their only choice. Alternatives lets them know they're not alone. Through advocacy, resources, and mentoring, Alternatives Pregnancy Center moves people from a place of suffering to thriving. You can be part of the solution by giving just $10 to provide life-saving medical and counseling services. Give today at youhavealternatives.org slash donate. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Yes. Hey, welcome back. I hope you've tuned in for a reason today because I think this show is going to be mightily impactful. And, and just offer comfort and hope and even some healing to folks out there. So I hope that uh, you've tuned in for a reason today, moms. All right. Uh, I do want you to remember our friends at youhavealternatives.org. Just $10, they say. They would be so blessed and helped by you considering giving them $10 at youhavealternatives.org. And then that fabulous Happy Juice. I love some of their other, other products as well. I've tried the Reboot, which is a three-day kind of cleanse. And they offer you um, that and... $10 off coupon with your first order of Happy Juice. All you have to do is text HAPPY to 720-784-LOVE, 720-784-LOVE. And I really hope it's a blessing and a help to you because I I have a friend who just swears by it and said it has really changed her life. All right. We're going to do something special now. Jim's ready at the controls. You guys, we had our amazing Accelerate event at Bandamere Speedway. 
<laughs> There's her little sound effect. And that, you, I drove a car. Michelle won't, won't be happy about me telling this on the radio, but I beat her, but like, I don't know, an eighth of a second or something, something crazy. My husband, of course, beat me and I had to let him, you know, otherwise I would have, you know, raced right past him. Here's the thing, you guys. Channel Mom has to raise money to be on the radio, to pay for our podcast, to, to you know, pay for the, the radio time that we have, to offer our compassion fund to single moms who are in need and their children and to offer our prison classes to incarcerated moms to, to change their life, to transform their lives. So our biggest fundraiser of the year has been at Bandamere Speedway for the past two years. And, and I can't tell you, I really can't fully describe what an honor it is to be a part of that place. It's iconic. And most of you know that it's going away. It will no longer be in Morrison. And we got the blessing of being able to be on that track and race and raise money and, and inspire people and honor mothers, um, not long before they close down. So a, a big shout out to a lot of people for helping with that fundraiser. Here's the cool thing. I don't like to give out figures, but, it, but it was a lot. We raised a lot of money and we raised, yes, we raised 25%, just about 25% more than last year. Yes. Thanks, Jim, for the applause. I, look, the applause is for you because I want to continue to help moms wherever I find them, whether it's through the airwaves or in a prison. And and moms deserve the, the support and the help that we offer. So I'm so grateful to everybody who contributed. A quick shout out to all of our sponsors. Zantana, I, I, I really should confirm with my friend Frida if it's Zantana or Zantana, but Zantana International Conference Center, such a cool thing, you guys. Opening to the world in 2026. Checkmate Moving and Storage, Bluebird Energy Partners, also Lemongrass Spa Products, all, Alpine Tile, I'm having a hard time pronouncing things. And, and also the Weirsch family, North Fork Ranch, the Clayton Hotel, our board members, volunteers, amazing volunteers, Bandamere Speedway, and of course the Bandamere family, our MC, the minimal mom. Oh my goodness. She flew in from Minnesota with her husband, Tom, and she gave out a lot of decluttering tips. Anyway, so grateful to them as well as our guest speaker, a graduate of our Forever Moms program from prison. She's now out of prison, preparing to get her babies back. It's a beautiful thing. She's on the right track, you guys. She loves God, and she's doing things right. Her name was Nabel, and she came and uh, spoke to our audience and told them all about our program. All right, finally, to our guest, because I know she has so much good advice for anybody who's hurting in any way today. She is. Michelle, is it Bankson? I'm always concerned I'm selling it wrong. Yeah, Jenny, you got it right. It's Bankson. Okay, Bankson. She's an international speaker. She's been on our show before. She is an international and national as well media resource on mental health. She uh, has the best-selling, award-winning book, Hope Prevails, and the Hope Prevails Bible study. Also, today is going to be a good day and breaking anxiety's grip. Uh, She is, of course, a doctor. I should be calling her Dr. Michelle Bankson. Uh, She blogs regularly, and she's got an award-winning podcast. She does all kinds of wonderful things. Her brand new book is The Hem of His Garment, Reaching Out to God When Pain Overwhelms. Welcome to Channel Mom, my dear. Thanks, Jenny. It's always good to be with you. Yeah, you thank you. I, I'm going to try to give you the floor. I mean, I like to talk. We all know that. Everybody knows that. But I, I'm going to try to give you the floor for most of this interview because, man, do you have important stuff to share with people today. Why don't you start, because I know you have a chapter set aside for this in the book. Why don't you start by defining what pain is and all the types of pain you're addressing today so so every mom can know how she's included in this conversation? 
Uh, pain is an unpleasant sensation that causes us anything from mild to severe discomfort or emotional distress. And that includes mental and emotional distress. But Jenny, we all know what physical pain is because, you know, we've all had the broken arm or the sprained ankle. But what I think is important to make sure that we understand is that the other kinds of pain are equally valid. Emotional pain, spiritual pain. Nobody talks about spiritual pain, but spiritual pain is those times when we have questions about our faith and about our God. And it leaves us to feel like God is distant. And we grow distressed by that distance. But we also have lots of people who are listening who are going through relationship pain. Maybe they've gone through a friendship divorce or a marital divorce or have a prodigal child. And then there's financial pain and secondary pain. Secondary pain is the kind of pain that's inflicted by the words or actions of others that makes the pain suffer just feel worse because it makes them feel ashamed or like they caused their pain or aren't doing enough to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And you also address the, the kinds of emotional pain that so many suffer with, like like depression and suicidal ideation and addiction. And, and if you've got somebody in your life who has addiction, I mean, the, it, the list is endless. Um, and, and you address it all by the various ways in which you attack um, and also mm, kind of, I can't think of a better word than explain, but you kind of, you dive deep and, and you go into all different ways to look at it and address it and then deal with it. All right. So let me say this. When you were going through your own personal pain, sort of kind of on a deathbed at one point, you were down to 74 pounds and then you were dealing with both your husband's cancer diagnosis and your cancer diagnosis and your husband had multiple cancer diagnoses. You came up with a phrase, and this was the phrase, and I want you to explain it to people and how it resonated. Today is going to be a good day because. That phrase came because when I was deathly ill, and you're right, I dwindled from 113 pounds down to a skeletal 74. I was kept alive on IV hydration and nutrition, was on medically induced bed rest for five months, and I sunk into the pit of depression to the point, Jenny, where I wasn't sure if this was going to be my life. If I wanted to go on living and I looked around at other people and felt like everybody else had so much joy, but I didn't. And mm -hmm. I was the doctor who treated people with depression. And I thought even all the alphabet soup after my name didn't insulate me from a physical or emotional illness. And that phrase came to me because I realized as I thought I was joy immune, the Lord was reminding me of scripture verses like I have come that they might have joy and have it to the full. And joy is a gift from God. So it was like God was whispering to me, look, you can think you're joy immune, but you are my child and my gifts are as much for you as they are for anyone else. So you can't be joy immune. And so every day I would wake up and despite how I felt and despite how bad my circumstances were, I looked for another promise from God. And I decided that despite how I felt and despite my circumstances, today could be a good day as long as I was standing on the truth of God's word. Yeah. You, you mentioned in the book that what we focus on grows. Can you talk about that? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's neuropsychologically. What we know is that the more you focus on something, the more you will continue to focus on that. So if you have the thought, oh, I'm just so ugly. 
And then you think it again. And then someone says something, and you go, well, that's just because I'm so ugly. Then that thought becomes entrenched. Well, the same thing happens with pain. The more we focus on our pain and how bad we feel, the more it encompasses more of our life. And through all the different types of pain that I listed, and I've gone through every single one of them, I've had to learn to consciously shift my focus away from the pain and shift it first onto God and his word and his truth. And secondly, shift it onto other people. Because the scripture tells us that when we bless and enrich others, we will be enriched. And pain wants us to isolate and focus just on ourselves. That's from the enemy. But if we will focus on God and other people, it doesn't take our pain away necessarily, but it sure does make it less all-encompassing. Yeah. There's something very dark about focusing on just ourselves and all the things that could be going wrong. And and there's light in sort of looking outside of ourselves and looking at God and looking at the people around us and looking at others in need. I, I love, love, love that advice. You talk a lot about framing or reframing our thoughts about pain to look for God's gifts. You also talk about the, the lies that pain will tell us that we have to overcome. We can't, we can't listen to those lies. It tells you, you know, we'll always be in pain or that pain is our new identity. Um, how do we reframe? How do we seek the truth? How do we find God's promises when we're in so much pain? We can't imagine doing anything else, but focus on the pain. The first thing we have to do is we have to pay attention to the thoughts we're having. So when I was in the worst pain, I would have the thoughts, well, God, where are you? And God must have just abandoned me. In order to flip the script on that, then I had to go to God's word and look for what he said. In his word, he says in multiple places, but especially in Deuteronomy 31, 6, that God never leaves us. There were times in my pain that I thought, well, God must just be punishing me. Mm. Well, when I w went to his word, what I saw is that God doesn't punish us with pain. But he does use it for our good. And he talks about that in John 9, verses 2 through 3. And then, Jenny, if, in all honesty, I've said, well, if God really loved me, he wouldn't have let this happen to me. But that's not true because he says in Jeremiah 31, 3, God loves us with an everlasting love. So I had to slow down intentionally focus on what I was thinking and then go to his word to say, it, does this line up with what scripture says? It takes intentionality, but I tell you, it flips the script and it doesn't give pain so much power in our lives. Yeah. You know, if, if people don't remember anything else but this interview uh, about this interview, I hope they remember that flip the script line because we don't have to listen to the negative stuff in our brain. We don't have to listen to the lies of the enemy who, who doesn't want good things for us. And, and so I love that you say, no, 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 just flip the script. Think about the good things. Think about the God's promises. Go to does, what I'm thinking about myself right now in my pain. Does it match up with what God says about me? And, and I love that advice. Here's what I want you to do. We've got about 10 minutes left. Um, I would like for you to just give people a quick glimpse into the pain that you've been through in the last 10 or 15 years and, and in cancer diagnoses and actual bodily pain, you and I were on the phone once and you, you almost oh, could yeah. not speak to me without crying. You were in such agonizing pain. And I, I just grimaced as I was listening to you on the phone. Cause I thought, I can't, I, I don't know how to handle this for her. It's awful. So you were there and then you had emotional pain and, and you had depression and you and you had to watch your husband suffer. So just kind of tell people where you were at. And then we're going to go to some of your advice because I think they're going to take your advice much more seriously if they know what you've been able to come out of. 
Yeah, I almost died with that life-threatening illness. I was working 100 hours a week until my body couldn't. And because of that, it took over five months. I mean, I was bruised and battered across my whole body from blood draws and being kept alive on IV hydration, nutrition. And I came out of that and my husband was diagnosed with cancer for a second time. So then I had to go back and work hard, which brought about depression and financial problems. And then God healed him. And the day that uh, Breaking Anxiety's grip was released, I was diagnosed with cancer. And I've been through cancer multiple times now. And through the treatment and the cancer itself, it's left me with physical chronic pain that often reaches a nine or 10 every uh, single night, uh, just like when you and I were talking on the phone. I mean, it, it gets really bad. So I'm not writing this from I've come, I've arrived, I'm over it now. No, I'm writing because I'm in the trenches of pain and I understand. I've been through relationship betrayals. I've been through situations where family members have said things or done things and you just left going, wow, like what brought that about? So I've been through the relationship pain. So every kind of pain that I discuss in this book, I've got intimate experience with. And that's what I love because God is such a redemptive God, Jenny, mm -hmm. that readers now are saying, I finally feel seen and heard in my pain. Like I can tell you understand because you're writing about the same questions I asked God and you're saying it's okay. God's big enough to handle my pain, my questions, my doubt and my fear. Yeah. And he really doesn't want us to be afraid. So much of what we do when we fear is not real. Um, you know, what is that acronym? Fear is false evidence appearing real. Um, and, and if we really have him, we don't need to fear. So I, so I love that you address that a lot, especially in your book, Breaking Anxiety's Grip. All right. So we're going to do two more things. You talked about your pain right there and you talked about waiting on God and you have a whole chapter about waiting on God. Where do you think you are today? Even though you're still dealing with chronic agonizing pain and it's not just bodily, it's also the emotional pain and some other things. Where do you think you've come today that you would say to somebody, I know how to help you deal with pain because of what God has shown me about how to deal with mine? You know, part of that is having had to wrestle with God through this and realize that God's faithfulness is not dictated by my pain level. In fact, it's accentuated. You know, we tend to think that we've got to be able to do this in our own strength. We've got to be able to deal with our pain in our own strength. But Jenny, it's been in those times when I'm just weeping in pain, wanting God to take away that I realize the only way I am making it is not in my strength, but in his. Mm -hmm. And it's a matter of getting to the point where I take God out of his box and I say, you have the freedom to handle the situation however you want whenever you want, but don't let go of my hand. And I think that's a bigger part of it. I want my physical healing so desperately, just like the woman with the issue of blood. But frequently, God gives us what we need the most at the time. So while I want my physical healing, he may be working on my heart or deepening my relationship with him. And that to me is more valuable than him healing my body. Mm. Why do you call the book the hem of his garment reaching out to God when pain overwhelms? Because the story that has encouraged my heart the most is the woman with the issue of blood. And most people think of her ha as having a physical ailment. But because of her physical ailment where she bled for 12 years, she also went through not just the physical pain, but emotional pain, relational pain, financial pain, spiritual pain and grief and loss. 
Yeah. And she endured 12 years. Jenny, none of us want us to deal with pain for 12 years. But she was bold enough and yet humble enough to know that if she would reach out to the master's garment, she would be healed. And when he healed her, he didn't just heal her body. He healed her by giving her worth again. He called her daughter. He esteemed her and said, it's your faith that has made you well. He gave her a future and a hope and a testimony that she never would have had had she not gone through that pain. And I think he wants to do the same for us. Yeah, and he equips us to help others. I went through breast cancer. He equips us to help others from our pain. And and that part I love. I, I feel like I'm almost, I, I don't want to say this without humility, but I feel like I'm of better use to people having gone through my pain. All right, this is where we're going to end. We've only got four or five minutes left, Michelle, but I know you can be quick about this chapter. It's called Do's and Don'ts. And I told you before we came on the air, we could spend three days on this chapter, the do's and don'ts <laughs> yep. of, of what you do when you're in pain. I just want to read a couple of them. Don't make big decisions. Don't live in regret or fear when you're in pain. Don't isolate. Don't socialize with negative people. Don't overextend yourself. Don't believe the lies. And then you have a bunch of do's. So so why don't you just pull some of your favorites for the next three or four minutes, and then we're going to tell people how to find the book. But pull a couple of your favorites that you think people just have to know before the show is over today about what they should do and what they should not do when they're going through pain. Biggest thing not to do is not to give up. Fear, fear comes into play when we have pain because we're afraid we're always going to live this way. Do not give up. Wherever you are today is just part of a chapter in your story. Mm -hmm. And don't isolate because isolation makes us feel worse. And that's what the enemy wants. But for sure, when you're dealing with pain, any kind of pain, focus on living one moment at a time because pain wants us to forecast. This is going to be my life forever. Mm -hmm. And that's overwhelming. But if you will just focus on if I can just make it through this one moment, this is what we had to do when my husband was going through cancer, we could only focus on one moment at a time and then pray and say, God, help me get through the next moment and get through the next moment. But I want you to also extend grace to yourself because pain robs us of the best of us, the best of our time, the best of our energy, the best of our intentions, the best of our attitude. So extend grace for what you're not able to do but then be thankful and focus on the things that you are able to do. You may not be able to go out and run a marathon, but if you can walk to the mailbox and get the mail, that may be a huge accomplishment for you. Mm -hmm. And make sure also that you're forgiving yourself and forgiving others. This sounds like a strange one, but so often we get angry with ourselves for what we did to contribute to our pain or what we're not able to do. And God is not looking at you and shaming you. He's saying, baby, I got this. So extend grace and forgiveness to yourself as well as to those who may not understand your pain. We understand each other's pain better when we've been through a similar circumstance, like Jenny with the breast cancer. And lastly, one of the big things, to the degree that you can, get outside of yourself and try to do something for someone else. It may be just a simple text, or it may give it, be giving a compliment to the clerk at the grocery store or buying someone's meal. But when we do for others, it ends up in turn blessing us and making us feel better as well. Amen. I mean, I can't tell. I also, I don't know if you know Michelle Couchat, but I talked to Michelle and, and oh, yeah. right. And, and you have a lot in common, the two of you, but, um, I love, love, love that the, the, basically the end of your book is beauty for ashes. And you remind everybody who's out there and who is in some kind of pain. 
God will not waste it. He'll turn it into something good. He'll use it for your good and for the good of others. And and it's a little easier to take the pain if you know how he's going to turn around and that he's going to use it for something good. I love that. So, so Michelle, how do people find your book and find you? The book is The Hem of His Garment by Dr. Michelle Bankson. How do they find it? They can find it anywhere books are sold. Of course, it's on Amazon. It's on sale right now at christianbook.com and at Baker Bookhouse. And they can connect with me at drmichelleb.com. Awesome. You're my friend and I pray for you and I probably love you and you and I will just stay in touch. I'm so grateful for you having been on Channel Mom. I'm grateful for you, Jenny. Thanks so much. Yeah, sure. All righty. I really hope that, you know, there's so much more we could cover. I just, my prayer today was that just moms and maybe some dads out there who were listening to the show and maybe people that don't have kids just could get a little morsel for what they're going through to keep them going if you're dealing with some kind of pain. So I hope that show is a blessing to you. This is the time in the show where I thank you, mom, for all that you do. I, you know, at our big event at Bandamere Speedway, I was able to thank so many moms. You work so hard to raise your children well. And sometimes it's frustrating. Sometimes it's lovely. But uh, people often forget to thank you. So I'm thanking you for working so hard to raise your children well. God bless you for what you do. You're making a difference for the world as you raise up your children well. Remember to check us out and tell people us about us at channelmom.org so they can help us. They can volunteer with us. They can help with one of our ministries. They can give to us. Um, and we can help you. There are all kinds of ways we can help you. Just go to channelmom.org to find out. And follow us all over social media at channelmom. And thanks to my mom and dad and kids and husband for listening. And to all of you, I, I just am so grateful for you. God bless you. Have a good weekend. If Channel Mom Radio and podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together. Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Visit ChannelMom.org and click donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.